This podcast is not meant to be informative or educational and has the potential to be completely irrelevant. This is Property Jam. And welcome to this week's episode of Property Jam, where we talk about everything on the human side of property. And this week, it's just myself and Matt uh, coming to you, but we do have a special guest edition. So the lovely Joe couldn't make it today, um, but we do have the lovely Sammy Will with us from Aben Interiors. So I'm just going to head straight over to you, Sammy, um, to introduce yourself. Let us know who you are, what you're about, and how you ended up in Property Jam. Okay, so hi everyone. Um, I'm Sammy. Um, so I'm a property investor. Um, and about four years into my journey, I then trained up to become an interior designer as well. So we offer interior design uh, to property developers, businesses, all sorts. Um, we're a lover of HMOs. So we've got a portfolio of HMOs, um, all for professionals. Um, and yeah, it, it the building of a portfolio for us has been all about kind of giving us the lifestyle. Um, I have two young girls, so it's all about kind of giving us time back with them, um, especially before they start school. How, how old are they? The two so, girls. Yeah, so my eldest is three and a half, so she starts yeah. school in September. Oh, oh. <laughs> and my youngest is 18 months which I just think is a great age she's absolutely hilarious started toddling around now and giving us her opinions and she's just starting to talk as well so yeah good fun a busy house then <laughs> <laughs> very busy <laughs> yes it, and, and is it just you in the business you say we who, who's who's we uh, so me and my husband Adam um we yeah we went into property together um both work in the business so he does a lot of the um we self-manage as well so Adam looks after the tenants and then does the project management for any of our clients who want the project management as well kind of want that completely mm -hmm. off um and I do all of the design stuff um and kind of more of our salesy stuff so it's it's been quite a challenge, I'd say, to, to do business together and family together. I feel like getting those boundaries right has been, um, yeah, quite the task over the years. But we're really getting there there now. We've kind of been forced to since having two, definitely. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how, yeah, go on, though. I was going to say that's probably uh, quite a good thing, actually, when you've got the kids at home. That kind of mm -hmm. focuses on the family side of it. To, yeah. to kind of separate the work from life balance yeah so we've we both now have work phones and home phones for that for that like literally so we can put it down physically um because we found we went through especially during lockdown we went through this period of there was just no boundaries whatsoever we were working from the dining room table um then the kids were home all of the time well the kids are one at the time yeah. um she was home all of the time and it was just everything just got completely blurred so we've had to work quite hard now we've got an office so that we can actually go to work and then yeah the separate phones um and we just have to be quite strict in the evenings you know if, if we want to have a chat about something you have to think is this a work thing right I'm going to email email the person that's literally sat right next to me just so that we don't talk about it at like 10 o'clock at night 
<laughs> as long as they don't start responding to you straight away, then that would be awkward. <laughs> sat on the sofa like this, and like, oh, I think, oh, okay. Do you give you? Do you ever give yourselves the, the like permission to talk about work outside of work hours? Yeah. So we'll ask the question of, is it all right if I bring something up? But yeah, we have to be ready for the other person to say, actually, no, I don't really want to chat work right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done for today. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you you find that the physical separation of like work and state, office and and home, you know, the, the phone, Jay, that 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 works for you the most. Yeah, it definitely works. Um, I mean, we're even have we we also find kind of the opposite where we actually don't see each other some days as well. So we kind of have our roles in the business, and we almost have our roles in parenting too. Um, but some days we literally won't get a conversation because our three and a half year old is whenever we try and talk is there. But why, mummy? About this, mummy. You know, so you can't actually get a proper conversation in. So we're we're trying now doing voice notes as well so that we can actually kind of pass on proper chunks of conversation um, through WhatsApp rather than in person. <laughs> the virtual wow. relationship. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> whilst living in the same house and working in the same office. <laughs> Love like it. ships in the nights. So a, a question that we ask everyone that comes on and it's what what does the human side of property look like to you? What does it mean to you? Okay, so for this, I think our mission, even before we started investing in property, um, was always to do what we can to kind of change the rental market. So I saw some shocking properties through uni and through my friends renting. Um, and then even when we started investing ourselves, some of the stuff that we viewed was, yeah, just appalling. Um, so for me, it's always been about raising the standard of the rental market. And I think as a designer, especially remembering that when we're creating these homes for us, for our own portfolio or for clients, it's just remembering that someone is going to live in that house at the end of the day. So I think there's two sides. People either get carried away with the budget and keeping it as low cost as possible, Mm -hmm. um, but they can also get carried away on the other end with actually making it so high end and kind of Instagram worthy that it ends up looking almost too commercial, like you're walking into a nightclub rather than a house. Um, so, yeah, that for me, it's remembering that it's someone's home. It needs to function. It needs all of the amenities that they're going to need and it needs to feel like a home. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree with that. Mm. No, I think it's um, it shows a lot. I've noticed we've got matching backgrounds to a extent. We've got our because yeah, we're I'm also in our office. I've got the, the cable trunking hidden yeah. behind this, and you've got the cable <laughs> trunking hidden behind you. Um, <laughs> That's it's the way to go, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, we didn't have much choice to get the yeah, the office came with the cable no, halfway up the halfway up the wall, and yeah. so how can we make this office less like an office, more like a next level office? Um, so yeah, it's good. You've gone for the green, we've gone for the blue. Yeah, I like the bookcase. I'll have to steal that. I'll have to get one behind me. Try and hide the trunking a little bit. It's good. It's, uh, it's IKEA, that one. Mm, there we go. Good old, good old <laughs> IKEA. Build your own. I can't remember what, what it is. But, uh, but the interior designer that helped us with this one he used to work for IKEA. So we just, just turned mm. up all the stuff. So it's quite handy. <laughs> Our fair share of IKEA stuff in here, too. <laughs> such good value <laughs> and it's we we love scandinavian design so a lot of our designs yeah. are kind of scandinavian inspired so ikea is perfect some of their stuff is really on brand for us mm -hmm. and is, is that is that how you started off with in in your property 
business or your what we like to call it an adventure <laughs> like did you always did you start from day one with that mindset yeah so it, we kind of did like a little exercise of trying to figure out who we wanted to be so kind of looking forwards and our idea was always it was kind of twofold on the on the look of things we always loved the Scandinavian side but we also love kind of what they stand for like the way that they live their lives so um, I'm sure you've heard of Hugar, which is all about kind of being cosy, but also it's not just about what it looks like and what environment you're in. It's it's having that hot cup of tea and a candle burning and taking that time for yourself. And it's kind of all of that. I like that it's kind of all encompassing. It's not just about how it looks. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of really resonated with us. Um, it was a really good exercise to kind of think about, yeah, what we wanted longer term rather than just looking at the one property um and it's meant that all of the rooms that we've got are scandinavian inspired and they just feel very us um and then the other side for us was uh creating kind of that ability for our tenants to move on so we've got the cheaper rooms then we've got the bigger on suite rooms and then we've got studios now as well and our tenants do actually do that they move up and move up in eventually into the studios um, and one day we'll probably have houses for them then to move into. Um, but I think they'll be a, a little bit further down the line yet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the goal, just to keep them in the portfolio for life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've created a little, you create like an HMO ecosystem just there, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It feeds itself. <laughs> and you can sense check your um, your tenants as you go. So you can get them in at the cheap and go, are they good tenants? Are they not good tenants? And then gradually yeah. um kind of move move them up and yeah yeah that's it but if, i mean if a tenant is paying their bill their bills their rent and they're good to the other tenants yeah we want to keep them absolutely you know, then you can invite them into the big brother house yeah <laughs> or, or, or the big the big um aben is it aben or arben it's auburn like bourbon oh neither oh, oh wow <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even realize that i completely mispronounced it at the beginning so i, I apologize Sammy was so, she was so polite she was like i'm just gonna gloss over that oh, we're used to it we were actually asked the question when we first branded as that is is that the right idea if everyone mispronounces it and we're like oh it's fine but now i just like it you, you got it mostly there Aben <laughs> is the worst one some people are like a ben living nice. a ben a ben <laughs> no <laughs> a bill a ben um <laughs> <laughs> the HMO men right so uh, Auburn does it what does it mean like does it come from anywhere yeah so it means open in Danish so originally when we started it we were Auburn living which was is now the HMO side for us mm-hmm. um, and our, again it was this brand exercise it was kind of the idea that we want to be open with our tenants so we're self-managing there isn't a middleman um, and we kind of our own value is being open and honest um, mm-hmm. so that's the big one for me um so yeah we, we kind of like, like that and then also the idea that in our hmos we wanted to create big open spaces and like lots of social space for our tenants um so it kind of fitted into lots and then over the years we've uh, kept the living with the hmo side and then we've introduced the urban interiors um for the interior design side brilliant so you've got urban and Hugar, any other words that we need to be aware of from Scandinavia? <laughs> I'm, I'm learning I, it. Ikea. Ikea. Lesson. <laughs> Ikea. 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 Ikea, yeah. 
<laughs> no, I think it's just those two. <laughs> those two. How do you spell Hugo? Uh, H-Y-G-G-E. Of course. Yeah. Hugo. Complete sense, right? <laughs> yes, of yeah. course, because then um, uh, that's, been, that's been taken and run with by um, the Higgy House as well. Mm. Just completely changed the the um the pronunciation, pronunciation. <laughs> anglicized yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah the Hugar House. Sounds yeah. a bit. Mm. Sounds a bit pretentious when you say it like that, doesn't it? Hugar. <laughs> Auburn. <laughs> oh, fantastic. So um um yeah, quite often we ask our guests to come prepared with a question. Are you have you come with a question prepared for us? Yeah, so if you had to start again from scratch, what's the one thing that you would change and do differently? Um, no, I'll do it <laughs> I won't say look for a new business partner because that, that would be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would I do differently if I had to start again? Um, I think I would probably get into doing capital projects a lot quicker, a lot earlier. Um, big focus for us um, when we started was on cash flow. So mm. it was focus, get get rid of the day job, sack the boss. You know, that was the big focus to start with. Then um, get into HMOs as quick as possible to have the bigger chunks of cash flow coming through. And never kind of, never veered away from that track. Um, mm. But I think I would, I think it would have been better to have a mix of capital and income coming through. So that for the projects that take longer to uh, refurb than what you're expecting or the refinance that doesn't come through for six months down the line, it would have been, uh, I think it would have been easier if you had lump sums of capital coming in at various points just to help with that process. Hmm. That's fair enough. Yeah, it's, capital stuff is, is what we want to be doing next, really. We haven't really touched it. We've done the same. It's very much on building the portfolio, building the cash flow. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, and you stole a mine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, at least we're on funny. the same page. <laughs> we're on the same page. It's funny we, we work together, so uh, yeah, we, we have had we had these conversations before about what what we would do differently, and definitely it would be start doing flipping. Um, and uh, anyone who does HMOs, um, who is working with investors or joint venture partners, um, yeah, you 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 having. You, in essence, having an unlimited resource of finance, which is amazing, and mm-hmm. you believe that you've got that un- unlimited resource, it allows you to go and do a lot more. But then, obviously, it needs to be planned, and so that you can um, sustain long-term investment and short-term investment. And having those, as Niall said, those capital events, those lump sums coming in, um, become they come very handy. So mm-hmm. yeah, we we started to you know, do a little bit of flipping we've done hmo to sell we've sold one we're selling another this year um, so we'll probably always have something now available for sale because it brings capital in and we're also now looking at uh, we're building houses we're exploring uh, building blocks of flats um all sorts of um all sorts of opportunities on the horizon which again bring capital events of which the profits will go back into probably hmos yeah yeah, it's, I think it's a good model, isn't it? And that it is, it's all, always been our kind of long term plan. Yeah. So you kind of fund it yourself then, don't you? You can t- continue building that cash flow, but actually the funds are just coming from your own capital projects. That's yeah. Then you, you're, you're less fussed about the 
I suppose you are still fussed about the return on investment, but less so because you're just focusing on that cash flow. So if I can get that cash flow up, cash flow up, then I have an limited sort. Of, yeah, and, and then you're raising funds, doing joint ventures on the capital projects, bringing the money in, and then it all it becomes a, more of an ecosystem. Um, yeah. Whereas if you just bring bringing in money and because as we all know, you know that that golden goose of the all money out deal is is uh yeah it's it's not the everyday of property investing so highly likely work when you work investors to have money left in so how do you deal with that You've got to sell something yeah absolutely i think it's nice to hear that because i mean i came through a training program and it was absolutely sold as the yeah, yeah for the money and money out and it just doesn't happen that way and no. yeah I, I think you've got to have a bit of a mixed strategy there long yeah. term very least um we use we needed the cash flow early on i kind of wonder sometimes whether we should have gone slightly slower at the very beginning just so that mm. we could kind of learn before going into the next one whereas we got our first three really quickly um yeah. but yeah ultimately i think you need to have that kind of mix in there um it's all been a lot harder than it was sold to us and i think that's been the consensus when we speak to pretty much anybody to be fair yeah that that's come up here a couple of times as well um but I think it was I think it was you said it Matt, at one point that had we known it was going to be so difficult uh, mm. on day one, would we have signed up and done that training course that we all did? <laughs> the answer is probably not. Um, no. so you, I, th but, I think I think especially because we also now sell training and we sell mentoring in HMOs, we yeah. are well aware of the things that you should say and things that you shouldn't say. Um, because people are already scared enough about getting to property or excited. Um, yeah. So it's like, well, the, 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 these are the benefits and there are going to be challenges along the way and your challenges yeah. will be different to other people's. Uh, not hide it, but also you probably don't focus on it in the nth degree because you would just put a lot of people off. So um, I, I do believe that if someone had gone, this is really hard, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not... I mean, we've always said we wouldn't be where we are now. We wouldn't have the freedom we have now. But could we have started another business? Maybe. Um, like, I'm grateful for where we are now. I, mm. I wouldn't change it now. But, yeah, I don't know what I would have done if someone had actually given the full truth. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's the interesting thing, though. If you were to start another business at that point, what, what would you have started instead of going into property? Oh, that's a really good point. I uh, put, just put you on the spot now. Yeah, no. So, oh, I have no idea. <laughs> um, I probably would have gone into doing consultancy work first. So I was actually a technical business analyst before I did property. I mean, yeah, just a slight switch. Um, yeah. And then my husband was a physiotherapist. So whether we'd maybe oh. opened a practice or, or done consultancy stuff instead of being employed, uh, yeah. I'm not too sure other than that. Yeah. I, I often think what I would be doing if I weren't doing property right now, and I, I have no idea. I'd probably still be bumbling along in the same contracting role that I had when I started, still trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard, though. You, you push you're, you're, still, you're still bumbling trying to work out what to do. Well, there is that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, my mum owns a business, so I wonder whether I would have always gone that way eventually, but... Yeah. I don't know because I was doing well in my job before we started. Before property came and ruined it all. No, um, <laughs> I was enjoying. Before you, went down, before you went down that 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 valley of death of property. Yeah, and exactly. You're like, okay, you solved this dream, and all, all of a sudden you realise you have to go down quite a bit before you go up again. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I also, yeah, I do think what would I be doing now if I'd have just stayed in that job as well? Um, I think I'd have always wanted more. That's the thing. I think the, the freedom was what sold it for me, but I think I'd have always wanted that eventually. I just don't yeah. know how long I would have stayed in that job before then doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Freedom is, is, is the good, good bit. Mm, definitely. And especially we worked it out when we first had Lottie. So Lottie's my eldest. Um, and we were like, how on earth would this even work with two full-time jobs? I used to commute in Cornwall, them. So I was literally gone from, well, 12 hours of the day, pretty much. Um, to catch my train in and then to get home again and there, there'd be no way to even drop her off at nursery they don't open that many hours um so even if I did it over a few days it wouldn't have worked properly so I think having kids probably would have changed things anyway um but yeah I just don't know what that would look like you know I think having yeah. kids is a bit of an eye-opener it's definitely for having the second one we were saying before we came on about the the reality check with with well one versus two for me you know with, mm. with one you can always hand all, hand over and it's easy for one person to go and do quite a bit of work and then uh, with two then you're like well all bets are off it's always your turn um <laughs> and so if someone if you're not looking after them and you're trying to have yeah, someone's gonna be looking after them <laughs> so they they need like 100 percent attention it's really quite it's really quite annoying mm -hmm. That's another one. Why did no one tell me about that before we had kids? <laughs> um, <laughs> bits, but, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, massive shock to the system. Oh, I do remember when we still had just the one and we went to a wedding and we saw another family with, I think they only had two, but they had two babies. So it must've been twins. And mm. we were saying, like, imagine it. At that point, we were literally swapping. So one of us would have Lottie for a little bit and then we'd swap yep. over. She was being quite fussy that day. We were like, when you have two, you literally can't do that. And it is, yeah, you're just both constantly on because they still yeah. need constantly watching. Yes. Having just got back from a, a, a holiday, from a, a long weekend, um, mm -hmm. yes, I've come back tired than I was when I when I left. <laughs> yeah. so we, yeah. at, least, at least during the week, you can you, you palm the older one off to nursery for uh, yeah. however many hours a day, six hours a day, seven hours a day, which is... Uh, She's great for great for her, but yeah. Um, no, I agree. We had our first ever holiday a few weeks ago now where I actually most well, I say mostly, I kind of rested. I came back slightly more rested than I went, but it's because we had the extended family. We stayed in a big Airbnb. Nice. Um and the girls actually played together nicely, which doesn't always happen at home, but they did there. So it meant, yeah, we could sneak okay, off. We came back 5% five, 5 more rested. Yeah, I am talking small margins here. but. <laughs> <laughs> so for any, and, for any proper jumpers listening then or, that are thinking about starting a family, as well as starting to set up a property business, hold fire on one or the other for a while. Like don't do both yeah. at the same time is the general consensus here. Or <laughs> just, just dive in on with, with all... Yeah, you, 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 you've got to go through the hell at some point. So uh, you may as well do it all at once. It's like, it's like having triplets. You know, you may as well just have them all at once, get them out of the way. So if you're going to start a business, just have, have a baby. There you go. Yeah, wow. and lives are just really chaotic at the minute. But but that's it. But you know, as the business gets older and older, I mean, you get new challenges, yes. But mm. we start to hire more people and it becomes less reliant on us 
but the same with the kids then as they get older then Lottie starts school in September so I'm not sure whether that'll actually make things much easier but she'll become older and as she gets older she'll be able to play more on her own maybe they won't argue as much you never know we'll we'll come back to you in three years time and see where they're at (laughs) they'll probably be worse (laughs) yeah Uh, fantastic so I think uh is it time for a wee bit of roulette Matt I think it probably is so for our listeners who are new to, to Property Jam, uh, the episode Roulette is where I scroll through previous episodes of Property Jam. And and then I'm going to ask Sammy to say stop. And then we're going to ask you your opinion on that particular topic. So I am scrolling now. Oh, no, I'm not. Excuse me a second. Oh, no, I've lost it. Here we go. I'm, I'm the worst at doing this. <laughs> I am scrolling through previous episodes of Property Jam. So over to you, Sammy, whenever you're ready. Stop. Stop. Okay. So I episode 36. Lockdown lowdown. Oh wow, so, that's going back a bit. That is going down a little bit. Yes, that's from May 2020. Um and we were I think just chewing the fat about what on earth was going on during lockdown because yeah we started the, the podcast and then it wasn't before long we ended up in 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 lockdown. So um, how did lockdown affect you, your business, your family, all of that jazz? Yeah, so I mean, so we had Lottie at the time. Um, it was absolute madness. I, I look back now and I remember the night that the broadcast went out that said that that was it, and I'd literally been to a baby class that same day. And it was like, that's it, everything just suddenly stopped. Um, Lottie was home all the time, nursery closed. She was due to start, I think she'd already done one settle. So we were so close to her having, you know, to us having a bit more time and her being a nursery. Um, and yeah, it was it was a messy time for us. Um, obviously as landlords, it meant that if tenants moved out, we technically weren't allowed to move any new tenants in. A lot of our tenants ended up suddenly back home um they were all furloughed asking to not pay rent um we did strike deals with some of them but yeah I remember it being pretty stressful on the cash flow front um and it just we just felt stuck you just couldn't do anything could you um the only godsend was being home with Lottie I do at least have nice memories of us like going on walks in the forest and just having a bit more time all three of us um but that's it it was a hard time <laughs> <laughs> well we just survived to tell the tale <laughs> we did and and that is one thing it's nice to know if, our, if both our businesses can survive that then i mean hopefully nothing worse than that is going to come along um and it only took us three months until we then launched the interior design stuff so we must have been bored to think i know let's throw another business into this chaos <laughs> yeah amazing quite, as, quite similar actually we set up a new business in lockdown as well yeah mm. just too much time on your hands isn't there i know yeah great idea at the time i mean it's doing okay but uh yeah had we if we weren't in lockdown would that have started who knows mm. yeah, well, I, think say, a, I think it creates good opportunities yeah there was a lot of swiveling wasn't there you know everything suddenly changed everything was suddenly online um you either change or 
you lose out, don't you? Interesting. I, I, I never heard the word swiveling. Um, we're so used to hearing the word pivot. And I was going to say, I haven't heard the term pivot for such a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so swiveling. Okay, right. Let's do another one then. Yeah. So, so we've got time for one more. Um, so I'm scrolling again. Let's see if I can do this without messing up. Whenever you're ready. Uh, stop. Stop. Episode 18. Now, this might be obvious, but Property Projects, what's your favourite bit? <laughs> mm, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's throw a curveball. No. Oh, well, I don't know, actually. I do love seeing it all come together, especially as a, as a designer. It's nice to see the concept actually come to fruition and kind of put it all together. But I actually love the stage where it's all ripped out and we're planning the layouts because I feel like actually that's where you can have the biggest impact on a project. Um, you kind of you're back to the bare bones and you're deciding then what you're going to create from this just empty shell. Um, and I love that it's kind of endless possibilities. I think you can make a massive impact on obviously the tenants on the space that they're going to have. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I just love that kind of taking a space that is difficult, especially, um, and being able to zone it into different spaces that actually just works really well. I think that's where all of the ideas kind of start then is actually from planning that layout and planning all of the different functions that you're going to have and how everything's going to fit together. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's probably my favorite bit. That's where it all starts. That's where the creativity gets in, starts to kick in. Yeah, and that's where some of the toughest decisions are made as well. I mean, the design bit's fun and it's great to make it look really lovely. Um, but I mean, you, you're kind of always starting from the same point with that. You're always starting with a blank page and you're, you're putting your concept together. And it's always, of course, informed by the building or um, by what our clients would like in there. But you're kind of always starting from the same. Whereas with um, your, play, your, your layout planning, it's a different building every time it's a slightly different layout every time and there's always different challenges to overcome so I feel like that's kind of where the magic happens really um and yeah that it makes it interesting for me because it's always slightly different there's always something that comes up that we have to kind of work around um and make work did you do a lot of those decisions uh, on the ground or how much work do you do on floor plans beforehand um oh it's a real mixture so I I am a visual person and sometimes I'll work, walk into a space and I'll be like, right, I know that needs to go there, that needs to go there. But sometimes I'm just flummoxed when I walk in and go, do you know what, actually, I need to take it away, draw all of the floor plans out and actually just have a play around and do, sometimes I'll just do like three or four different options, um, pick the favourite and then tweak that one again, even if that means another three or four options. Um, I think it really depends on the space. Um, and I guess how much you can see, bigger spaces are sometimes more difficult because it's just a massive span of space. And I think until you put some things in, then you can't really see the rest of the space that you've got. Um, one trick that we do like, though, is take a roll of masking tape with you. So we did it recently in a kitchen for a, a flip that we did for one of our clients. And we were toying with where to put the kitchen island. So we knew where some of the units were going, but we just didn't know which way to put this. So we literally got the masking tape out, marked it all out. And you can just walk around then and kind of see how it's all going to look and then rip it up afterwards. Um, but it allows you to actually play around with different options in the space and really kind of imagine how it's then going to feel. 
which you don't always get that by looking at a 2D plan. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good tip, actually. Mm. Take the masking tape. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, um, so Sammy, uh, if someone wants to get in touch with you, uh, where are you based, by the way? Uh, so we're based in Coventry in the Midlands. Um, yeah. But we, on the design side, we can work anywhere because a lot of it's done virtually. Um, and yeah, project management wise, we do stuff all over the Midlands. So, yeah. Brilliant. And how, how do people get in touch with you? Um, so we're on Instagram at auburn dot so a b e n dot interiors <laughs> um or we're auburngroup.co.uk if you want to find our website or i'm on facebook and linkedin as well but sammy just sammy whale so basically you're everywhere that everyone would expect to find you <laughs> <laughs> i won't give my mobile number <laughs> <laughs> well you, you, you could give one of them because you can turn it off oh that's true that's true uh, yeah, but you don't, don't have to that's fine i don't even know it off my heart <laughs> well thank you so much for joining us uh today on property jam sammy um so well, i think we'll leave it there it's a goodbye from me it's a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me thanks for having me jam with us on social media where you can hear more and see more on facebook search property jam podcast or you can follow us on instagram at property jam podcast or you can email us at property jam podcast at outlook.com see, see you on, on the next, next episode, episode.